Welcome to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show. In today's episode, I'm honored to introduce you to a true visionary in the field. Meet Jonah Newfield, an executive producer and the co-founder of Puddle Creative. With a passion for crafting compelling audio narratives, Jonah's journey has taken him from the bustling streets of Chicago to the vibrant podcasting community of Portland. His wealth of experience and collaborations with renowned brands have made him a driving force in the podcasting landscape. But what truly sets Jonah and Puddle Creative apart is their commitment to tailored podcasting solutions, ensuring each project is a unique audio masterpiece. So as we dive into this conversation with Jonah, prepare to be inspired by his insights, his dedication to client relationships, and the success stories that define Puddle Creative's remarkable journey in producing podcasts for businesses. Thorn City Podcast Guy, let's go. Welcome to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network and build connections through interviews and discussions. This episode is brought to you by GMP Podcast Group. I'm your host, Thorn City Podcast Guy. Make sure you visit thorncitysyndicate.com, hit that like, share, subscribe button, be the first to know about new releases, bonus episodes, and exciting updates. Today, I got a special guest in the spotlight, Jonah Newfield. How you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good. Thanks for coming, man. Um, so we have the Spotlight Show. So we're going to spotlight Jonah and Puddle Creative. He's the executive producer and co-founder of Puddle Creative. So we'll, we'll get into a little bit about your background, um, the podcast industry, talk about your services, and a little bit about the importance of having podcasts um, for business. Awesome. Any, anything you want to talk about, I'm game. Nice. Cool. Um, so uh, share a little bit about your journey from playing in a band in Chicago to being a in the podcasting industry yeah so uh yeah in in Chicago and starting before high school but definitely in high school I was a musician um first played drums that was my first instrument and uh played in a couple of kind of normal rock bands in in high school with uh, my high school friends but then I was also in a Cajun Zydeco band. What's that? Which is music from Louisiana. Okay. Um, Cajun Zydeco music. So it's dance music hmm. and it's played with a, the band is usually an accordion or a an accordion, violin, drums, sometimes electric guitar. Um, so it's like this folk music from Louisiana that hmm. I have no heritage of <laughs> at all and there's not very many um Cajun Zydeco bands in Chicago but I grew up with these family friends who um one of them was the guitar player in a Cajun band and so that was sort of my most uh we had the most gigs of any of the bands that I was in was the okay. Cajun <laughs> band because every year for Mardi Gras we would get hired by restaurants and nice. do like their their uh, Mardi Gras gigs and stuff um, and it was really fun music to play. It was just like playing music for people to dance to. And, mm. and uh, there was a kind of really nice community around it and stuff. Nice. Um, so, yeah, was a musician and uh, then came out here to Portland to go to college. Okay. What school? And Lewis and Clark College. Lewis and Clark. Oh, that's a good little, school. Yeah, it's a little liberal arts school that's kind of outside of the city. It's so, a beautiful campus, too. Yeah, it's a nice, nice, beautiful campus. And um, I graduated in 2011, which is kind of when I tell people that I moved to Portland. Because mm -hmm. kind of the four years before that, you're up in this little 
Oh, you were just up in that area. Yeah, you're just up in that area. You come down to like downtown. You go to you know Northwest Twenty Third, and you think, oh, this is Portland. Right. But then <laughs> you know you move. I graduated and and moved to the city, and kind of that's when I first started actually living in Portland. So, um, but yeah, right out of college, I was looking for any sort of job. I was a musician. I had some skills as like a web developer person. I knew, you know, HTML a little bit. Um, so I was kind of like a musician slash tech kind of person. And I found this um, internship with a company here in Portland that was doing, of all things, branded podcast work. I think they called it like podcasting for companies mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and this was... You know, 2011 was either the year that Serial came out or a couple years before. Serial is that that show that I always talk about it because it's that show that really brought podcasting to, like, the masses. Okay. Um, It was this show that was produced by some people um, in the public radio world about the the trial of of this young man who gets convicted of killing his girlfriend, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a whole, anyway, you should look it up if you you haven't heard of it. (laughs) I haven't, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, but so this was kind of before, before all that, um, came to be. So this was a company that was making podcasts for, for other companies. And in 2011, you know, there were still people who you say, oh, I make podcasts and they say, what's a podcast? Mm Mm-hmm. And so you have to explain to them what it is. And so the, the technology was had been out there, but it was still still quite new. Um, and so I got an internship there basically because I knew, was a musician and I knew the software Pro Tools, which mm-hmm. is a software that we use um, in music production in studios. Um, but they they also, a lot of people use it in podcast production. So I was like, yeah, I know how to use Pro Tools. So they were like, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a hit. Yeah. Up, huh? Yeah. And nice. so <clears throat> that's kind of how I got my, got my start in podcasting. Um, and I was talking to, I was talking to you before we recorded that I've never actually been on this side of the mic. Before. Yeah. It's, it's a little different. Huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I've always <laughs> been a producer. <laughs> Um, I've done my, like dabbled in, I did a very short run of a podcast where like I interviewed other musicians. Okay. Um, but other than that, I've been, been on the other side of the microphone. So. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, still trips me out. Um, this is my first time being on the side of the mic. Um, and so I started the spotlight show because I needed to. I need to get out and network a little bit more. So that's the whole premise of the show is the power of networking and forming strategic alliances. Yeah. And so I started the show. And so that's why we're here. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great idea. And I think that's actually one of podcasting's strength mm-hmm. is that it can be used as a like a brilliant networking tool. Yep. Um even if you're a company that it's not necessarily one, you're not just an individual who wants to get out there, but you're a company who wants to make connections with other companies, rather than sending them an email that says like, I want to talk to you, yeah, <laughs> or I want to grab a coffee or something, especially if you're in a different city, 
you know, you can be like, hey, I want you on my podcast. And that's much more like, oh, they want to talk to me about my story. And yeah, it's a little more personable. Yeah. And it's giving them something because yeah. people want to be um, interviewed and they want their own story out there. That's it. We're getting into the. So you started this Puddle Creative. I mean, um, Puddle Creative, you're the co-founder. Mm -hmm. When did you start it? So we started it at the end of 2017, and my wife and I started it together. Okay. And we're the, the co-founders. And we started it, basically, we were working for a different podcasting company, um, and we were doing podcast work freelance. Mm. Um, so it basically started as like a freelance, started from our freelance work. Okay. So we had a few clients that we were working with just as freelance producers. Gotcha. Um, and we thought, hey, we should, you know, start a an LLC around this, basically. And then um, we got enough work that we were able able to hire some people. So nice. So, what are some of the services you guys offer? Yeah. So, um, we basically do everything for a podcast um, for a client that involves like all the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, getting you set up with an RSS feed, getting your show art and description made, um, recording, editing, kind of all all that basic stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but now we also provide the service of, you know, before we start all that, taking a step back and saying, okay, what are your goals? Why do you want to start a podcast? What should the format of the podcast be? Who's going to be the host of the podcast? Um, what, you know, kinds of things you're going to talk about, who are you going to talk to, um, just kind of taking a step back and creating a roadmap before we start, um, working with the client mm -hmm. to decide kind of what, what they're going to do, what the podcast is going to be. Um, I find a lot of people come to us saying, we want to do a podcast and you dig a little deeper and oftentimes it's like, our, our our competitors are doing podcasts, mm -hmm. so we want to like jump on the bandwagon, <laughs> or just that like we think it's cool, yeah, you know, and and so we first need to figure out like what what the goals are. Yeah, do you find some of them think it's easier to do a podcast than it is? They think they can, yeah, maybe turn on your phone and just start recording. Now you have a podcast for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the like kind of misconceptions. In part of it is like it is true yes. that it's easier to do a podcast than video than in like a full length movie, right? Or a video. Like it does you don't you don't need cameras if you're just doing audio podcast. Um you don't need to be in a like special sound studio, although that does help and makes it sound more professional. So there are things that are like it it is there is less um lift required to get a podcast out the door but it's still a lot a lot of work and i think um that's one thing that one journey we go on with clients a lot of times is starting starting to make a podcast and then them being like wow this is a little worse this is a lot of work yeah a lot of work <laughs> yeah nice yeah so what are what are some of the shows you guys are doing right now yeah so we have a a handful of clients, I would say our two kind of cornerstone clients are, um, we work with a, a financial group called BMO Financial Group. They're a big bank in Canada. Um, bank of Montreal was is their original name. Um, and we do a bunch of shows for them that 
I would call them shows. They're like, they're very niche. So it's very, very specialized shows for like other financial um, professionals. Um, so there are things that like they basically, a lot of the shows they took like what used to be a, an email newsletter that went out to clients and turned it into an audio form. Smart. Um, so that's one kind of format that they do. So, so the bank has a podcast and then they have, they also have other podcasts. The bank, yeah, they have multiple, oh, gotcha. multiple podcasts. So, um, like one of them is called Sustainability Leaders, and it's all about climate change solutions and sustainable finance and things like that. Um, and that one is like interviews with with different experts and stuff. Nice. Uh, and then another of our clients is REI, the the camping and outdoor retailer. Um, oh, yeah. They they have a podcast called Wild Ideas Worth Living that actually we started with the host. This is, um, the host started this podcast independently of the brand and the company. Um, she, her name is Shelby Stanger and she just um, was a journalist and surfer and started this podcast on her own and got, got sponsors. Um, and one of the sponsors was REI and then REI bought the show. A couple bought the show to her. Yeah. So nice. she's, she's still the host. Um, and it's still her show, but she, but REI now owns the show. And so we work with her and REI to produce it. Does she work for REI as well? She, yeah. She's a, she's an employee too. Well, not an employee, but, but, uh, you know, she has, a con- she has a contract with them as the podcast host. Exactly. Um, and that one is more, that one is like interviews with adventurers and athletes. Um, that, that one we do a lot more work with script writing and kind of creating a narrative mm. um, flow to it so that it's not just like an interview podcast. Mm-hmm. It, it has like sound design and um, I actually don't personally work on it, so <laughs> I can't talk about it too much. Um, my wife would be uh, much better at that because that's kind of her full-time job is the REI show. The REI show. Yeah. Nice. So is it pretty heavily produced? Yeah. So that one, we do like an hour long interview with somebody and then cut it up into different segments and write a script um, for the host to read and then have the, the host record that script and then turn it into a, an, a half an hour long narrative podcast. So you write the script after the recording? Mm-hmm. So you do the recording? We do the recording and then um, basically there's a process where we like take out the best bits of that hour long interview or sometimes it's an hour and a half. And then we say, okay, these are the best bits of the interview. How are we going to weave this together to tell a story? And the story usually is, um, you know, the central theme is like, what is their, this person's wild idea? Like what's their, you know, reason for, for being and like what drives them basically. Mm. And so we try tell sort of a story with a narrative arc um around that around that theme nice yeah nice well man i really appreciate you coming through man and stopping by the spotlight show um so what it's all about is networking and and seeing how we can align and and help each other out yeah so let's take a break here we can get a message from our sponsor gmp podcast group the production team and then when we come back we'll discuss the importance of having a podcast for business (laughs) Discover 
GMP Podcast Group Studios, located at 2406 East Burnside Street in Portland, Oregon, offering a range of podcasting packages to suit your needs, starting at just $49 per hour for your basic setup, featuring a Rodecaster Pro audio console and SM7B microphones, as well as options complete with camera operator and audio engineer expertise. Elevate your podcasting with multi-camera recording, plus we capture behind-the-scenes shots within the studio. Visit us at www.gmppodcastgroup.com and let GMP Podcast Studios be where your podcasting journey begins. Hey, welcome back to the Spotlight Show. I'm your host, Thor City Podcast Guy. We got Jonah in the building co-founder of Puddle Creative. So yeah, the Spotlight Show. I started it just to, like I said, just to network, to highlight people, businesses, brands, podcasters, like a marketing and advertising platform to give people a little push because I know it's hard finding support and finding the right connections in business is tough. So why not start a platform and help people out? So that's yeah. why we're here. So the importance of having a podcast for business, why should a business consider starting a podcast as a valuable marketing tool? Yeah. So I don't think a podcast is, I don't necessarily think everyone should have a podcast. I think if you want to have a podcast, you should be going into it for the right reasons. There are a lot of podcasts out there. So I think the first step is deciding what your goals are is your goal i want to reach more customers or is your goal i want to tell people what my business cares about or i want people to just know that we exist and that we're uh, a good company or a good brand i think podcasting can do a bunch of different things obviously the first one is that you are just getting your brand out there you're getting your brand's voice out there in a very different way than other mediums can get your voice out there podcasting is such a like personable connection Mm -hmm. to anything so if a, a just a person is doing a podcast you really start to get to know that person and you like if you listen to 10 or 12 episodes of a podcast you almost feel the host a little bit because you're hearing that person's voice in your ear and they yeah you can edit a podcast but you can't you can't edit out the humanity in the same way that you can like a blog post like sometimes you read a blog post from a brand or a corporation and you're like it just sounds like bland yeah it's just there's nothing like there's no humanness to it yeah And sometimes video can almost be the same way where it's just like a cool flashy thing, but you don't get a sense of who that person is or what the brand is. So I think at the core, podcasting is a great way to make human connections. Mm -hmm. And if you're a brand who's not just one person, then it's a way to show the humanity in your brand and like what your brand cares about. So if your brand cares about the climate or if your brand cares about helping people that's something that you can show through podcast interviews nice so yeah i think podcasting is is very valuable like i said as far as marketing and advertising probably are 
best show. And the one we started out with is The Health Hero. Shout out to Tim James, The Health Hero. He's got us off the ground. He's a health coach and he sells health supplements. And so his business wasn't doing so well. And so he now markets his services and products through his podcast, man. And he's really taken off and, and really doing well. So shout out to Tim James, killing it over there at The Health Hero Show. Yeah. Let's see, strategies for developing podcast playing. You have any tips for producing a podcast and the episodes that resonates with listeners? It, I, again, it all goes back to what your goals are. I think if your goal is to showcase what you care about, then having a podcast where you bring on voices in your industry, experts, or just interviews with people from topics that you care about, that's a great way to do a 30 minute to an hour long interview podcast episode about something like that. If you have, if you're just like, oh, I'm like, my podcast is going to be like news updates for my current clients and people that I already consider my customers, then you might want to do a shorter show that's like 15 minutes of you talking about the current news of the day. So those are different, those are different kind of formats that you could do. In terms of like podcast strategies for breaking through the noise, as it were, there's so many podcasts out there. So many podcasts. Um, I would say for a company or a brand, lean on the channels that you already have that are your kind of channels that work really well already. So it's, a lot of people come to us and say, we want a podcast and we want it to be popular on I, on Apple Podcasts. And that's a really hard thing to do. There are so many podcasts out there. And so the first thing you can do is niche down. So find this, your specialization. You're not going to be like the top 10 podcast in the country, but maybe you could be in the top 100 of business entrepreneur podcast of your niche. You can get there. But then the other thing is maybe don't worry about where you are on Apple charts or how, or Spotify or anything like that and worry about finding your ideal listener where they are. So the key. if you're a brand who wants to, let's just take one of our clients, for instance, if you're a brand who wants to reach out to people who are interested in the outdoors and you own some stores like REI, then you can put banners or flyers in your stores telling them about the podcast, right? And that's like a power that other brands don't have if they don't have stores like you have stores. Or if you're a company that you want to reach these people who go to this one conference every year, hmm. then advertise at that conference and bring flyers with QR codes that have your, your podcast on them. So like really... Focusing on where your audience is and what channels you already have that you can promote on, I think is that's time that's much better spent than trying to be in the top 100 podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it's tough. Like I said, I just started the show, so I find myself always looking and checking on my numbers and like, dang, that's it. But I tell people all the time, it's not really about the big numbers, it's worry about the actual numbers yeah. that's connected with you and that's your audience. Totally. So I'd rather have 
50 listeners who's really connected and reach out and support than 500,000 who really just, exactly. they're just peeking in the window and you don't hear anything from them. Yeah. And that's something we get asked all the time. I'm sure you get asked this too, is like, how many downloads is good? Yes. And that's a really impossible question to answer. Yeah. Because it depends on how big your total available, like the, what they call total available market or like the total available people who would listen to your show. Let's say you have a show that's about food in Portland. Mm-hmm. And so you, first of all, if it's about food in a specific city like Portland, you're not going to get listeners from all around the country, right? You're just going to get however many people live in Portland, you're going to get a small subsection of that. And then you narrow it from there. And there's only a certain amount of people who are interested in like the food scene in Portland, right? And so for a show that's as niche as that, you're going to have smaller download numbers than a show that might be like a show that's about like the sports in the U.S., mm-hmm. something that's like much broader that has millions and millions of fans who, you know, who tune into those things. And so download numbers are just going to be different depending on kind of what kind of show you have. But like you said, I would much rather have 50 people who are dedicated listeners mm-hmm. who are showing up to listen to you every week than thousands of people who like listen to a couple seconds mm-hmm. of your show. Yeah, just to show you got some big numbers, but mm-hmm. it don't really mean anything. Oh, man, so let's take another break here. When we come back, this break's from Thor Syndicate Management, the management team. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about, actually... We're going to wrap it up because we're getting close. So we're going to wrap it up and we'll talk about some of your final words on the potential of podcasting in the business. Introducing Thorn City Syndicate Management, your solution for brand management, social media promotions, digital content distribution, and podcast production. From shaping engaging content that resonates with your audience to amplifying your brand's reach through podcasting. We're your partners in driving success. We offer free strategy sessions and leverage our recording studio and personalized strategies to establish an online presence. Your brand's journey to the top starts with Thorn City Syndicate Management, where innovation meets results. Contact us now at www.thorncitysyndicate.com to embark on the future path of transforming your brand's future. Welcome back to the Spotlight Show. It's been a good conversation. I appreciate your insights you've been sharing with me, man. I've learned a lot today. Um, we're going to wrap it up. So this episode, we learned about Jonah, how he got from Chicago to Portland, how he started Puddle Creative, on some of his shows and their services they offer. Do you have any insights to the trends, emerging opportunities in the world of podcasting? I feel like everyone's talking about video these days. There's just so many people on YouTube, and a lot of people listen to podcasts on YouTube. Not just watch podcasts, but they turn a podcast on YouTube, and they just listen. Like, they do something else, mm-hmm. and the the visual is still playing, but they're, they're just listening. So I think YouTube is a is going to be a big place in the future. It's a big place currently to find podcasts. If you aren't doing anything on YouTube, 
even just finding some way to make a visual component to your podcast, I think is a good idea. And then, yeah, the other thing is that podcasting is just, is growing. We're, like I said, when I started out in 2011, you had to explain to some people what a podcast was. And I think we're at a place now where podcasting is pretty, pretty known. Even if somebody hasn't listened if to a podcast before, if I say I work, you know, I make podcasts, they immediately know what that means. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, in 2011, you would say I work on podcasts and they'd be like, oh, is that a, <laughs> it's on the internet and it's, it's radio, but on the internet, like yeah. that sort of thing. And podcasting hasn't been, I think there's every year there's articles that are written that's, is this the end of the golden age of podcasting? No, never. And I think people, a lot of those articles, I think, have this view that podcasting is like some sort of fad that has had this meteoric rise and then it's going to have a similar meteoric fall. And if you look at podcasting's listenership, it has not had a meteoric rise. It has had a very slow and steady rise. And so I think that's a good thing in terms of its its ability to sustain in the future like people are slowly finding podcasting but now more and more people listen to podcasts and there was a stat that i read a couple months ago that there are now more weekly podcast listeners in the u.s than there are people who have netflix accounts Mm, and so that just tells you like that we we're mainstream now (laughs) yeah podcasting is is not a little no. little niche anymore. No, that's why you notice all the big companies getting into it, the big brands, um, all the big artists. People say they haven't heard a podcast. They probably watched one because now you watch TV and mm-hmm. they turn TV shows after that. It's now a podcast episode, so they don't even know they watched it. And I, like you said, the YouTube, I agree with that. Um, definitely the YouTube because you, if you're not doing it, like you said, you don't have to do it full-blown. But you definitely have a market of people out there that that tune into YouTube, and like I said, they might not even watch it, but they'll still listen. So YouTube definitely, we do the video, we do the audio from the beginning. So yeah, we definitely encourage video. Yeah, I the last thing I'll say is just a shout out to you guys because we met at this podcast conference a couple months ago. Yeah, that was great, man. That was my first conference, and uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it. It was a really fun conference. I've been to a couple conferences, but this one was like, felt really collaborative. Everybody was just there to make connections and no one seemed to be just there to sell something. Everyone was there to share knowledge and make connections. And I was like, wow, there's a a company in town that's making podcasts like we are. And just you guys are both really great people and oh, thanks, man. do really good work. So I appreciate it, guys. So yeah, shout out to Pat over here at the PodCon. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to the next one next year. Hope Yeah, I hope you're working tonight. on it, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to get you on the show as well. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you coming through and sharing your stories and insights. Where can people find you? Puddle Creative. So it's puddle like the puddle that you splash in. <laughs> Puddlecreative.com is our website. So you can go there and check us out and, and send us an email. We'd be happy to chat with anybody. Nice. Like I say, I encourage listeners to explore their passions, embrace innovation, and and pursue your entrepreneurship in unique ways, just like me and Jonah has. Thanks for joining us. Explore the power of networking and finding inspiration by following me at Thorn City Podcast Guy. 
got to get your updates and your exclusive behind the scenes content. Um, I'm going to be doing some content from my house. I just set up a little content station at my house. Um, so yeah, follow me and join the conversation. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the Thor city syndicate spotlight show. As we continue to highlight individuals, business brands, and podcasters. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube at Thor city podcast guy. Make sure you follow Thor city syndicate, the management company and GMP podcast group at GMP podcast group, the podcast production company as well. And don't forget to drop by www.thorncitysyndicate.com. Schedule your free strategy session. This is the Thor City Podcast Guy. Holla at your boy. What man? What power? I appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network and build connections, interviews, and discussions. Until next time, I like your boy, Thorn City Podcast Guy. I'm out. Remind me of a man.